Good afternoon and welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law, and uh, we have a great show for you today. Uh, my good friend of many years, uh, Barry Sides, is going to join us and talk a little bit about the entertainment industry, both in Gainesville and nationwide, and what he uh, his perspectives are. Uh, we also have uh, the foremost uh, Dale Carnegie instructor in this part of the world, Bob Ganzak, who's going to join us on the second uh, session, and he's going to help us understand how to uh, maximize uh, what we do in our lives and uh, uh, have uh, more joy as well. So uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting and informative show. Uh, Meldon Law, of course, is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And as a result, we are uh, trying to support everything that the Gators do. And this week, uh, we have a couple great contests going on. You can win two tickets to the Florida Gators game against Tennessee this Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Go Gators! And uh, it's going to be uh, really an exciting game. Under the lights, it's always a big time at, uh, you know, Spurrier Field. Uh, by the way, we are broadcasting from uh, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and Restaurant uh, here. Amazing place. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, uh, this Saturday, not only do we have two tickets for the Tennessee game, at 7 o'clock on Saturday, but we have a $100 gift certificate to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. So uh, all you have to do is go to uh, our Facebook page, Meldon Law. That's uh, Meldon Law Facebook page, uh, and enter the contest. It's free, and uh, we've had some really exciting winners, so uh, uh, just remember that. Next, we have Volleyball. Uh, the Gator Volleyball is opening up in, against Mississippi State for their first SEC match this Thursday and Friday. Uh, both games are set for 7 p.m. And we have six tickets for each match. Four, a set of four, uh, and a set of two for both the Thursday night and Friday night match. And uh, the, la the Lady Gator volleyball team is incredible. You, you don't want to miss it, so uh, go and see that. And also, uh, check us out on our uh, radio show every Saturday morning on the Sky 97.3 FM. Uh, it's called uh, Meldon Law Talk, and we've been on for 19 years. We're getting ready to enter our 20th year uh, on the Sky, and uh, we're there every week, Saturday morning, 10.30, 97.3, and it's a live call-in show. So uh, we got a lot going on, and uh, we always have uh, interesting guests for that show as well. I want to introduce uh, my... Right, we're out of time. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to introduce uh, one of my very dear friends, uh, Barry Sides, who... Uh, has been in Gainesville since uh, I think 1976, and uh, and uh, he was uh, uh, one of the uh, folks that was uh, involved with the Great Southern Music Hall, which I founded in 1974. So, uh, welcome to the show, Barry. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. So, anyhow, um, tell us a little bit about how you, where you were born and raised, and how you wound up in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Uh, I was uh, born in Memphis and raised in Chicago, Evanston, actually, the suburb where Northwestern is. And I had come down here to visit, or drove a friend of mine down in a, in a Chevy that I paid $100 for, 67 and pound. I was doing nothing, so I drove him down here, fell in love with the place, and then two years later came here to go to school. So you showed up at the doors of the Great Southern Music Hall, right? Yeah, the very first weekend I was here. I say the first day, but it was the very first weekend. I lived in a house right across the street, and I walked up. And, you know, back then you could, on Saturday, you could stay in the middle of University Avenue and not see a car, you know, certain parts of the day. I mean, it's not like it is now. So I, I walked over there across the street, and uh, there was Stuart, uh, 
Stuart Fagan, Fagan right? who was, uh, he was putting up the, on the marquee, Spirit was playing that night. And I said, hey, I just moved here. Um, I'm looking for a part-time job and going to school. And he says, well, can you put Spirit on the other side of the marquee? I said, yeah, if you write it down for me. You know? and, I, <laughs> and I made him laugh. And uh, so that night he put me on as a barback, which I did for about an hour. And uh, once the concert started, I kept, I kept watching people go by the backstage curtain where security goes and flashing a flashlight, you know. I'm like, well, I could do that, you know. So I found a flashlight behind the bar, and uh, I walked down there and flashed the flashlight, and the guy opens the curtain, and I walked backstage, you know. So I'm sitting backstage or, or standing backstage, and Steve Kramick, uh, God rest his soul, uh, who was managing it at the time, said, who are you, and why are you back here? I says, well, I'm Barry, and I work here. He goes, really? And I work here, and I'm the manager. What do you, how did you get back here? I said, well, I did, 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 did. He says, really? He said, all right, you stay here. Don't let anybody else do what you just did. You know? <laughs> and it kind of started from there, and it was just amazing. Now, you had quite an interesting role with the Great Southern Music Hall because we had many, many great and famous artists come through, and you were uh, kind of the uh, concierge to the artists. Yeah, it kind of right? ended up that way. I mean, I was kind of, I uh, remember heavy duty, the stage manager, Curtis Kramick, and, uh, you know, I, I assisted them and, you know, was learning as much as I could about lights and, and stage setup and all that. And, you know, I guess they wanted somebody that could... I was never appointed to it. It just kind of happened. The artists, like John Hamm would say, hey, we're going to get some cigars. I said, well, we'll walk over to Mike's bookstore, you know, or Bonnie Ray. So, I'm, you know, where can we go eat or whatever? I'll we'll go to Lucite's, you know. Those are great uh, artists. John Hammond yeah, and Bonnie yeah. Raitt are, uh, you know, long, uh, you know, long-renowned artists. Yeah, so I kind of ended up... And through that... Because the artists would come through really the same time every year. Like, Cocky was always, I think, in October, and Hammond was always in January. Melissa Manchester and Jose Felizano were always in December. Um, but they come year after year. <clears throat> and so several of them I got to be really good friends with, uh, like Hammond and especially John Hammond and Leo Cocky. Um, but, yeah, it was very cool. And it was like going to school for me in that I was learning stage. Um, not sound, but uh, stage and, well, sort of from the stage part. And just learning how to be a musician, which I sort of was at that time. I mean, I guess I was, but um, just learning the other side of it, which has really been helpful throughout my music career. Yeah, I know you had a long career uh, after that. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about your own personal musical uh, journey. Well, growing up in Chicago, you know, it's known for the blues, but there's folk music up there that's just unbelievable at that time. Not just at that time, but Steve Goodman lived uh, in Evanston. He lived about four or five blocks from my house, you know, and John Prine, before the whole world knew who he was, you know. He was a cult guy for so long, and uh, so we go to the folk clubs, and I had a little folk group when I was in high school. Uh, called White Pony. There were four of us who we really sang like angels. We had a manager who was about 10 years our senior. And while we were in high school, he'd book us in the clubs in Chicago, the folk clubs. So he'd play till 1, 1 in the morning and then go to school the next day. And, you know, I eventually quit school because, uh, or they asked me to leave, one of the two. You know? <laughs> well, you weren't fully focused. No, no, in well, on you know that, saw that Neil Young song, You Can't Be 20 on Sugar Mountain? Yeah. Well, you can't be 20 in high school either, apparently. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. so, yeah, I was always into music and, and, and knew that that's what I would probably do. Never wanted to do it, you know, never for the, the brass ring kind of thing, but I wanted to be the guy that uh, sat on a stool, you know, played his guitar and sang. You know, and played a harmonica, and uh, and if I was walking down the street, somebody'd say, that, "Hey, that guy's guitar. That guy plays guitar." You know, not he was the best guy, just that guy plays the guitar. You know, and that was really my goal. And then I found out that they pay you. <laughs> that was <laughs> no <a> idea. <laughs> you know, and that was pretty cool. And um, and what I learned, uh, and and not just the stage stuff. You know, Albert. Uh, to Badgie, if you want to explain who Albert was. Well, Albert, Albert was the head of our booking at the Great Southern Music Hall and uh, was uh, a consummate professional with regard to uh, the music industry. Yeah, and uh, 
so I would uh, learn from Albert, too. He became a, a, one of my best friends and a mentor, and I would sit in his office uh, and just l watch him on the phone for hours. He let me hang, Try, you know? Trying to cut the deals. Just, one, yeah. one of the... the uh, I learned a lot from that, too. We were, we were 800 people. We could book two shows in a night sometimes uh, as far as the, uh, you know, the 800 seating. And 812. 812. And the trick was to get uh, big-time groups that were uh, coming either coming through Florida on their way to Miami, Tampa, mm -hmm. Orlando, Jacksonville, uh, and that we were a sub-market. However, they needed to fill dates. So Albert would try to work deals so that we would get headliners. And we had some huge oh, acts, Unbelievable. man. We, you know, Unbelievable. Jerry, I couldn't Jerry believe Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, Waylon Jennings. Oh, and, God. Uh, we we B. had King, Ray, uh, Ray, Ray Charles, Charles uh, 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 Taj Mahal, we had, uh, Muddy Waters, um, Leon, and then the kind of off not offshoot but Leon Redbone, Jimmy Spears, LaBelle, Patty LaBelle, Patty LaBelle, right? Sure. Oh, Minnie Ripperton, who was just so wonderful, you know, and, and uh, you had a relationship with her, um, not sexual, well, maybe, but um, no, but and her Minnie, daughter Maya Rudolph was born here. Correct. Uh, and, and, and my, so. Yeah, Minnie yeah. Ripperton and her husband, Dick Rudolph, were uh, good friends of uh, ours. And uh, we were actually at their home when they brought Maya Rudolph back so from Alachua uh, General Hospital. When I tell people that, they go, nobody's talking about that. <laughs> so, well, most people don't even know that Maya is, is Minnie's daughter, you know. So anyhow, um, Barry, you uh, really developed a music career and you wound up um, you know, opening for great acts like Bob Dylan and yeah. others. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's interesting. And it's, again, some of it's just learning, you know, just the, the, the shtick, if you will. I don't know, the biz part. But um, I got a call from student government, uh, and they asked me to open, if I'd be interested to open for George Thurgood. And uh, I can read. And that's... Um, I said, well, yeah, sure. I said, well, do you have a band? And I said, of course I have a band. Well, I had no band. So I said, but let me call you back in 15 minutes, and I'll check with the guys. And so I called my favorite guitar player, my favorite drummer, and my favorite you know, bass player. And that was our very first gig. We were together for one week, and we played in front of thousands of people at the O'Connell Center. Yeah, I and remember George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Uh, yeah. They were incredible. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you a, a really good, uh, cool George story there. Well, but, uh, yeah. well, we are at Meldon Law and Friends. I'm with uh, a very famous musician and great friend, Barry Sides, and uh, we're going to uh, get ready to go to a break again. Remember, we've got two tickets for the Florida Gator game against Tennessee this Saturday. Just go to Meldon Law uh, Facebook page, and uh, you'll also be able to get a $100 gift certificate along with the uh, uh, the, uh, gift certificate along with the tickets, $100 gift certificate to Spurs and the two tickets to the Tennessee game. We'll be back in 60 seconds. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together, which is why Meldon Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melvin Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. We are here at Spurrier's uh, Gridiron Grill, and we're in the coach's podcast room. A little secret is that uh, when the restaurant sold out uh, and there's no seats left, uh, Coach Spurrier uh, sneaks in here and uh, grabs a little bit of dinner. It's not a secret anymore. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, this is a very cool room. 
They have all of his helmets on the back here. You can't see all of them. I was looking for Northwestern. I don't see Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. No, these are all the helmets of teams that Coach Spurrier either played on oh, or coached. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, it's pretty cool. And uh, listen to our show, Melden Law and Friends, um, on any one of uh, 39 platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or you can watch us live on Facebook or YouTube. Just go to Melden Law and Friends. We're here with Barry Sides, who's a uh, famous musician and uh, a great friend of the Melden Law family. Barry, you were telling us some uh, stories about opening up for George Thurgood, and you were getting ready to give us a little more insight as to uh, some of the things you've accomplished in your career. Well, Thurgood was the, uh, really our, our first gig, and I'll try to tell this real quick, but it was in the O'Connell Center, and our dressing room was the locker room, you know, the basketball locker room. And because uh, the O'Connell Center, we could have no alcohol, but the, the headliner can. But it's about 30 minutes before we're getting ready to play, and there's a knock on our door, you know. And I open it, and it's George, and he's got, you know, that snakeskin jacket he wears. He's got that covering something, you know. He says, I heard you guys didn't have anything to drink. Here you go. And he brought us a, a, case of Bud, a case of Budweiser. I thought that was nice. so cool. Really nice guy. Yeah, but so from there... Um, after that, I went to some clubs, you know, Rick and said, hey, you know, I have a band, and well, have you done anything? Well, we just opened for Thurgood, you know. So it just went from there, and I think our second kid was Dylan, maybe, and so B.B. Bob came Dylan. before, uh, yeah. But the, so this is at the O'Connell Center at the University of Dylan was of at the Florida. O'Connell Center. So there was 10,000 people I there. Guess, or, or I guess. I don't know, you can't see them, but they, uh, I could sure feel them. It was amazing. I mean, that one was really... Yeah. The, How that, was it opening for Bob Dylan? I mean, he's an iconic figure yeah. in music. I mean, he's up there with Mozart, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was almost surreal. I mean, I found myself next to him a couple times, you know. You don't talk to... I just gave him looks like, I get it, Bob, you know. Really, he's like... <laughs> he's not, Bob's not the most talkative guy. Right, but I stand next to him, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at him, I go, well, he has his coolest shirt on, and I wore my coolest shirt tonight, and... He's got his beetle boots on, and I have my beetle boots on. And I said, it's just an old Jew going to work, you know. But, but it was Dylan. It was very... Leon Russell kind of affected me a little more. Uh, maybe because the Dylan thing was so surreal, but I don't know. What was it about Leon Russell that affected you? He was Leon Russell. You know? yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean for those of you that don't know, Leon Russell was one of the earliest uh, megastars uh, in the music of the 60s. He was a little older. Yeah, than and prior to that, you know, he was in the Wrecking Crew, the, the group of people who played behind, the, you know, the records you'd hear in the 60s, the bands weren't playing most of their stuff. I mean, not Beatles and Stones, but, but the Association, and even the Beach Boys, there was all these studio guys that were doing all the yeah, stuff. They, you know, like and he was Rod, part of that. Yeah, he was, he was the, uh, the house band in Shindig, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know, and he, it just, that's another one that just looks, and Dylan too, I'm not a starstruck guy at all, but there's certain people that, you know, you're, it's almost like you're talking to a cartoon character. Or you're with a Well, because and, you've known him for so and long. And Robin Williams was that way, you know, when we, we spent some time with Robin Williams, and, and there's certain ones that are just like, you know, this is so bizarre. But, yeah, yeah. So of all the um, really well-known celebs that you've met, who are the ones that you think, uh, you know, were the most uh, uh, impressive in, in their own way? Well, I'd go more for the kindness than the music. B.B. Uh, King was always wonderful. Um, of course, Johnny and, and John Hammond and um, John Mayo was very cool. And that was a fun one because uh, I, I played open for him first at the uh, Foreman Arts Center. Now, first show I went to, before I moved here, was John Mayall at the Great Southern Music Hall, all right? So 25 years later, I'm doing, I'm doing a solo show opening for him at the, Great, at the Florida Theater. And before the show, we're talking. I said, you know, I got to tell you, you know, I saw you here 25 years ago, and I was the kid up front, you know. I was like 20 maybe. I'm thinking, I never thought I'd be sharing a bill with you, you know. And he says, well, that's really cool, you know. Maybe there's a kid out there... Uh, you know, they'll say, I mean, someday I'll do that. And I said, well, I don't know, maybe. But there's a girl over there if you want to talk to her. But, but no, it was just it, very interesting. Uh, kind of a full circle thing. So, know? Barry, tell us your Ray Charles story. 
I don't have a Ray Charles. Oh, no, didn't you? Oh, who was? Oh, no. You know what? I can make one up, though. Boy. Remember when he was in, were you here when he was in town? When for we told week? him he was actually at uh, Carnegie Hall? <laughs> so, no, you know who it was? It was Forsman who was telling me the story about how Ray Charles wanted uh, uh, Jim, our friend Jim to drive him around for uh, yeah. to see the town. To see the town. <laughs> no, no, that's really cool. And that... Uh, Forsman put him in his uh, his big uh, car and drove him around and explained to Ray everything. Yeah, right. That he was well, passing. let's like when Jose Feliciano was here, you know, backstage and stuff. You know, remember we had Mary Bowser and people. I can't believe where these names have come from. I'm remembering, but uh, they the they, the deli trays and the roses and stuff. I said, you know, you can't see any of this. I know, I know. Well, but we he had could spell everybody. Uh, Muddy Waters. Uh, I think he. He had a rider in his contract where he wanted Piper Heitzig uh, brought to his uh, dressing room. Every That was another interesting thing. I want to segue, though, now okay. into the current state of the music business uh, as uh, mm. after COVID. And uh, can you tell us... Uh, uh, you know what you've been, you know, doing recently, and uh, what your perspectives on on how uh, musicians uh, have been, uh, you know, uh, kind of given a tough road to hoe during COVID. Yeah, uh, well, certainly uh, everyone, not just you know, and it trickles down. Myself, I've not played. Well, I started to play again. I think Gary and I started playing in April. Now, tell us, uh, tell everybody who Gary is. Gary is my music partner, Gary Morris. Uh, but his full-time job, his day job, is he's the pedal steel player for Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn are huge. Yeah, but also a lot of love it. He's toured with a lot of love it. He's uh, um, uh, the, the younger people. Maybe Luke Combs on every, and Luke Combs has had nine or 11, I think, number one hits. Gary's on all of those. Uh, Reba McIntyre, Garth Brooks. Gary's played with everybody. <clears throat> Somehow he plays with me, you know, it's like he lost a bet or something. But well, he's, he, you know, the fact is, so Gary moved to um, Gainesville, Florida. Yeah, like a lot of people, they're bailing Nashville. Nashville's not what it used to be, so. Well, yeah. he came here uh, because of a woman, right? Well, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> or we leave because of a woman, maybe. You know? <laughs> so anyhow, but Barry's been playing with one of the best pedal steel guitar players in the whole world. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, it's like and, three guys that can do that. So how has this affected a big-time uh, well, player like Gary? And it's been interesting uh, spending time with him. Uh, certainly I know it locally and regionally, but the way he's explained it is, well, he's on tour now, which is his April 2020 tour, and they're just starting it. You know? And they've had some, things, some shows cancel along the way. But what he interesting to me is he talks about, you don't realize that for an act like Brooks and Dunn, there's another hundred people on the payroll. Right, right. Know? Everybody that's moving uh, the uh, show around, everybody. The truck drivers, and there's more than one truck. The bus drivers, more than one bus. You know, the caterers, uh, the lighting people, the sound people that travel with you. The, it's just, and so when the bottom fell out of the world, uh, and Nashville really got hit hard because a lot of these guys that aren't the superstars, but they're playing on Broadway four or five nights a week and then doing session work. And they're making Broadway in Nashville. Yeah, 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 right. And they're making huge money, never thinking it would go away. So it probably didn't say real well and all that because you're buying guitars and amps and stuff. And when this thing hit, a lot of them, Gary was telling me, lost their homes. Um, some of them killed themselves. Uh, a lot of them went through really tough times, real tough times. Plus, it takes away, it took away your identity. Uh, and that's what I kind of, not struggled with, because if I never play again, I'd, gosh, I've done it, you know. I'd hate that, but I, I'd be okay. But the, I can't imagine being a younger cat uh, coming up, like, you know, like I was, where you're just getting started and, boom, it's gone, you know. Yeah, so right now. And it's still weird. I mean. Right now, we're just starting to come out of it, but. Uh, I know that, you know, events have been canceled already for this fall. Uh, I was going to go to the uh, New Orleans Jazz Fest mm -hmm. October 15th, uh, and then they had to cancel that. Um, right. There's, you know, all of a sudden now, acts are starting to get on the road, but they're dealing with uh, um, challenges and limitations. So They really are. It's kind of uh, sad because you have great artists and 
the whole entourage around it. When you go to a you go to this concert hall, there's all these people that make it an incredible experience. Right. And their families That's right. uh, were completely... Uh, and then it trickles down from there, too, to have the ticket takers, you know, the local the people promoters, run, people, yeah, who, the, the people, people who run, run the, the venues. Event. You know, like to do a show at the O'Connell Center, how many, you know, gosh, you got offices full of people, you know. And, and so, yeah, it was, it really, you know. Well, so what do you see out. happening uh, over the next uh, couple months or so? I, I, it's going to stay about, I think it's going to stay about what it is um, uh, for a while. Next year, hopefully, you know, it's going to change some things. But then again, it may not because, you know, I'm seeing these full stadiums and, and everything, you know, so. Okay. Well, um, it's really interesting to hear your perspective on it because I know you, you kind of have the inside scoop right. uh, having Gary Morris as your uh, partner in performing it. For those of you uh, in the uh, north central Florida area, look out for uh, Barry Sides uh, with right. Gary Morris. Boy, they put on a hell of a show. I mean, right. you have the Brooks and Dunn Steel he guitar brings, player. He brings, four, he brings four guitars. He brings his... Uh, Double deck uh, steel and a lap steel, and you know it's almost playing a different instrument on everything. Every, and I stay on my guitar and sing my harmonica, and so it's way more than two people. It sounds like more two. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's interesting. So anyhow, we're going to uh, be getting to the end of the uh, show with Barry Sides. Uh, I want to thank for Barry me. for being here uh, because uh, did I win uh, anything? Yeah. You actually did. You won a Meldon Law bag, uh, another with one. a Meldon Law tumbler, another one, and a, yeah, a Meldon Law yeah. hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got in. Yeah, and, okay. Because uh, yeah, I don't have enough of those. I know, yeah. I know. So, for those, whenever you see uh, the Barry Sides Blues Band or Barry Sides Band or whatever <laughs> uh, name he's using in, in town, uh, check it out uh, because you'll have a great time. Barry is always. Uh, a lot of fun to uh, watch. So uh, we're going to um, go to a break right now, and I want to thank you again, Barry. Thanks, man. And uh, we're going to look forward to having you back again yeah, and update thanks. us on yeah. the state of the music industry. All right. Thank you very much, man. And we'll be back in three minutes on Melden Law and Friends. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. We still hear it. The sound of victory the joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. The Melden Law Firm from the beginning has been built on giving back to the community. I enjoyed coming to work as much today as I did in 1971 when I opened my practice. I don't look at this as a job, I look at it as serving other people. While we're alive, what better feeling can you achieve than knowing that you've helped other people and thereby you enrich your own life? The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. 
We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. I am calling Jeffrey Maldon from Maldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This oh, person no, here, wait, this person lady, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, and I am the founder of Melden Law, and I'm here with my law partner, and son, Carrie Meldon. How are you doing today, Carrie? I'm happy to be here, Dad. We're here and uh, we're not celebrating a Gator victory, but I felt like the Gators showed out this past weekend versus Alabama. Everybody's talking about the Gators and how uh, Alabama could have lost that game. So anyhow, we're very excited to be Gators. Uh, you know, Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we are giving away two tickets for the Tennessee game, along with a $100 gift certificate to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. So enter the contest by going to Meldon Law on Facebook. Just go to your Facebook page, put in Meldon Law, and you will be eligible for the contest. Uh, We're here with a uh, great uh, friend and uh, guest and mentor, Bob Ganzek. How are you doing today, Bob? I'm doing great, Jeffrey. I'm trying to pull my phone out to go Melden Law and register for those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, it's, it's, it's fun. We're going to have to get you to one of these Gator games, uh, uh, you know, and check it out because the energy is really cool and uh, it's exciting. Uh, Bob is the director of the Dale Carnegie course uh, in North Florida here and uh, has been really um, instrumental in uh, coaching up the uh, Melden Law team uh, four members of our team, including uh, Carrie Meldon and uh, other valuable members, have been going to the Dale Carnegie course. And today uh, is a big day because uh, the next course for Dale Carnegie starts tonight at 6 o'clock. And yours truly, Jeffrey Meldon, will be there in the course. And if you want to join us, uh, just uh, go to Dale Carnegie. Uh, Google it, uh, North Florida, Gainesville, put in there, and uh, uh, Bob will get you. And if not this week, you can start next week. I highly recommend it. Uh, We have have had nothing but rave reviews from our team members that have uh, gone through the course. And uh, I want to welcome you, Bob, and uh, thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here. And, you know, one other person that uh, was your wife also has gone through the Mm -hmm. program also, which is... Uh, interesting that you will now both be so kind of looking at those principles that we were talking about, you'll be able to share those things. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, People uh, listening uh, or watching are going, well, yeah, we heard of Dale Carnegie, and I think you wrote a book, and uh, (laughs) tell us a little bit about the Dale Carnegie course itself, and what are some of the uh, principles that uh, you teach in the course? Well, There's five key areas that we work with in the Dale Carnegie class, which is uh, building self-confidence. We all have confidence in some areas, yet there's some areas that we lack in, and how can we improve in those areas? So if it's like getting up and speaking in front of people or coming here and being on a podcast where I'm sure you have some guests that break out into a sweat before before they come in because they're just fearful. If you can help to build that confidence, that's one area. And then people skills, that ability to interact with each other. Uh, you know, we all have those people that kind of rub us the wrong way, but we never think, are we rubbing them the wrong way? You know, so to look at it from the other side of the fence and see how your actions are causing a reaction from them. Third thing is communications. Uh, one-on-one, like we're doing, 
or in a group presentation where you have to get up in front of a crowd. Last week I was up in Savannah talking to 350, 400 people uh, from the Georgia Economic Developers Association. That was interesting. Even at that point, I get the butterflies. Yet what we like to say in Dale Carnegie is we help make those butterflies fly in formation so it doesn't upset you. But it's almost like an energy when you well, play lawyers, tennis. Well, lawyers, you know, you know <laughs> we deal with that in, in trials. Oh, I'm right? sure you do, yeah. And what you're trying to do, if, if you're not um, kind of nervous and you don't have a certain uh, anticipation, then there's something wrong with you. You shouldn't ah. be in the courtroom, right? You know, I never the, thought of it from your profession also. That's true. You probably mm -hmm. get that, that angst, you know, that... Well, yeah, if, well, and the, the challenge uh, is how to channel that um, anxiety or energy or angst. Carrie, you might want to address that. How, how do you uh, deal with that challenge? Ever since I started trying cases, I've always been nervous before selecting a jury, and both uh, Jeffrey and myself are trial lawyers. We've tried cases and selected many, many juries throughout the state of Florida, and every time, it doesn't matter if it's a small case or a huge case, uh, I'm always the same amount of nervous in terms of you know, going into in front of random strangers and pleading on behalf of someone else—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a, it's a privilege, but it comes with pressure. And what the Carnegie course really does for myself, who who's made a career of speaking in front of other people, but as well as anyone that that's, wants to better themselves, is it will give you a toolbox, so that way you're equipped to be able to go to any type of situation, whether it's a fancy dinner with billionaires, uh, if you want to uh, speak in front of a group of 400 people, or if you just want to talk to your coworkers in a way that will you know, be effective and, and you'll be able to communicate how you're feeling and, and why you're feeling what you're feeling. That toolbox that comes with the Carnegie course is extremely valuable and it will make it so, like Bob says, you'll be, still be nervous, but you'll be prepared. And it's a lot better to be prepared than not prepared when you're nervous. Absolutely. I've uh, been at dinners before where, where there was supposed to be a speaker, you know, where I was paid a ticket to be in the audience and the speaker had something happen where the person knew I was a Carnegie uh, you know, graduate or Carnegie instructor now, where they walked up to me and they said, look, you know, um, our speaker's not going to make it tonight. Could you fill in? Yes, mm -hmm. sure. It's that art of storytelling, the ability, when you practice it over and over again, you can stand up and give a talk on any subject at any time, which is really you know, something strong. And like you said, it's that toolbox that you have. Mm -hmm. you know, Warren Buffett said that if you're going to be successful in the 20th, 21st century, you must learn how to speak to groups of people. It, it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. You'll hear that again tonight, by the way. Good. So, <laughs> so you were, I think you were on uh, discussing Third numbers Thir yeah. three. Now we're moving on to four. leadership. Leadership. Uh, a lot of us learn leadership uh, from bosses that we had or parents or what our perception of leadership was as we were a child and growing up. And depending on the type of family you grew up in, we give you a set of tools that you can utilize in leadership so that maybe sometimes you're not getting the right response from your team that you want, and you keep on using the same technique. Well, you'll have a, a number of different techniques to be able to work with that individual and how to build that rapport with them. And then the last one uh, that we cover in the class is managing stress and worry. Uh, now, you know, we all have had that in abundance over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Why do some people seem to be able to navigate it differently than others? And where some people are crushed by that and some people aren't. And the thing that I hate to hear is that's just the way I am. We were talking about that outside. That's just who I am. Well, you know, it, you know you're an attorney, right? You weren't born an attorney. You became an attorney. You can change your behaviors also. It's education, it's repetition, it's practice, and having a good coach. And you can make those shifts. Well, you know, it's interesting because 
I've had a long legal career, and in the beginning, I, I definitely stressed more than I do now, even though I have much um, higher overhead, more responsibility <laughs> now. I've been through it so long, and when you have one success, it builds on another success and another yes. another, and all of a sudden, uh, and it's the same thing, you know, uh, you know, if you're talking about, you know, pro football and Tom Brady, how does Tom Brady get to where he is now at an older age, still being a, uh, a top-notch dominant uh, quarterback? He's from Michigan. That's uh, <laughs> Michigan, right? But, you know, there's something in a Subway commercial that really jumps out at me because I've read a lot about Tom Brady, and it... You know, there's the little joke at the end of the Subway commercial that he's in where they say, well, you don't eat bread anyways, Tom. And it's discipline. You know, it, it's, yep. it's discipline that you do those things. I saw a picture, Kerry uh, knows I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, and I saw a picture of Bruce at age 72, like just absolutely sculpted. I mean, he is in incredible shape. He was on the beach in Jersey walking down the beach in a in a uh, bathing suit and he just is sculpted that doesn't come by accident you know it, if you're going to do 4 hour shows at age 72 though and jumping around the stage as a rock star you better be in shape correct and you have to prepare yourself well i i mean that's something that i've uh, preached for a long time is you know <clears throat> being prepared for success uh, that you know you do need to create a certain amount of discipline, and it's not necessarily um, you know uh, something that you don't like doing. It it should become a habit that you actually look forward to. It it, it does. And habit that was a, it's a good word. It, our habits bring us success, and our habits bring us failure also, mm-hmm. because we have habits that are holding us back, and we mm-hmm. have habits that are successful, yet we don't tend to look at those that way. Uh, I, I just, uh, today I made a shift in my cable business, and, and I noticed that I'm going to be missing two channels that I used to watch. And at first I thought to myself, darn, I, I've got to get that other package so I can have those two channels. And I thought to myself, you know, those two channels don't do anything for me. That frees up two, three, four, five hours a week that I can do something productive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's no redeeming value to me to watch those shows. Now I don't have the option. So I'm going to fill those with something positive, either getting to Planet Fitness or, or doing something different. It's interesting you say that. I, one of the carpenters, great carpenter, ter, uh, terrific uh, craftsman working on our house, I was talking to him the other day because he was working on a new shower we're building at the house, you know. And he's saying to me, you know, uh, I don't, I, I don't watch football on TV. I said, well, what do you watch on TV? He said, well, I don't really watch TV. I walk, go outside. I like working uh, outside, and I'm usually outside till dark. And I, he says, and by the way, he says. I don't listen to the news either, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I said, it's really, and he's the nicest, friendliest, most competent carpenter. He doesn't, you know, watch TV, doesn't care about football, doesn't really uh, care about the news or anything else, and is living an incredibly productive life, um, yeah. you know, enjoying his craft and, you know, being, uh, you know, a champion at it. Uh, our friend Freddie Weeby on my podcast last week was my guest, and he made a comment that he said, you know, people will sit and watch football on Sunday or Saturday for six, seven, eight hours, and then they'll turn around and tell me they don't have time to do this. Uh, and that 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 really sat with me as I was driving away from the, the podcast. I was thinking, so that's, that's a very astute observation about that because we... We do, like, you can't invest in yourself, but you can spend $5,000 on a purse. You know, you can't invest in, you know, in your education, but you can, you know, go out and buy, you know, this electronic or that. So, Bob, before we go to break, I want you to let our listeners know how can they sign up for the Carnegie course, because it's not too late. If you can give us uh, some information, we'd really appreciate it. Well, 
one thing you do is just show up tonight to Hotel Indigo at six o'clock, mm -hmm. and I'll get your name and get you all enrolled in that time in that way. Or you can go to jacksonville.dalecarnegie.com and uh, find find courses. Click on the one in Gainesville and just go ahead and register. Either one of those ways. If you can't get it, I, that that's not going to be an excuse that you can't get enrolled. Show up to Hotel Indigo tonight and just come out, and I'll get you enrolled. Yeah, it's, the Hotel Indigo is at Celebration Point in Gainesville, and, uh, you know, we're really excited. I'm excited. It's going to be my first class, so uh, if I can do it, you can do it. We're going to come back in 60 seconds on Melvin Law and Friends with our uh, good friend, Bob Ganzik. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melvin Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Okay. Welcome back, Karen. <laughs> I jumped the gun there. I thought I, I thought I had it. Dad's like, you're going to take it away, and then uh, I think he's used to it. Hey, hey we so uh, we have a lot of fun on Melden Law and Friends, and uh, I'm going to turn uh, the introduction and uh, and the continuation over to my uh, great business partner, Carrie Melden. Thank you. I appreciate the introduction. Now, the Dale Carnegie uh, course that's going to be offered tonight in Gainesville at the Hotel, Hotel Indigo is located at Celebration Point, right near the beautiful movie theater that was just built and Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Before we get into what this Dale Carnegie course involves, I want to have uh, Bob uh, Ganzak tell us a little bit about how that you can sign up and where to show up if you want to be a, a part of this incredible class. Well, again, if you come out tonight, I'll get you enrolled. And here at Celebration Point, Hotel Indigo, as you come in, uh, the meeting rooms are way around to your left. Just come back and find us. We'll be there. There will be a whole group of people. A lot of quiet people tonight mm -hmm. because they're a little nervous about what's going to happen. Man, yeah. we got four people from Melden Law showing up tonight, and they don't know what they're getting into. Yes, and I'm looking at a couple of your people through the glass here at uh, Coach's uh, podcast room that uh, are probably a little nervous. It's that at pre-class jitters, which is okay. I try to bring that down. and Or you can go to uh, – now, this is an in-person class. Mm -hmm. We'll be in person. Uh, it's energetic. It's a lot of fun. You're learning in a world. It's not a lecture. It's not somebody mm -hmm. up there talking to you week after week. It's eight straight weeks on Tuesday nights for three and a half hours. Very limited uh, homework, some reading. Yet there's no writing or anything like that. So it's it's really something that you... Learn something in a room, then you go practice it in your life every day. It'll improve your world at business, at home, with your family. If you're a parent, I like to tell people you'll be a better mom or a better dad, a better brother or sister, a better son, better dad, better whatever. You know, you're going to be that. Better partners, everything. It just it helps you become a more uh, rounded individual. And Bob, I will let you know. You know, taking that course. And I took it last year during COVID was actually one of the highlights of that year of 2020, not only for the knowledge that I gained, but the sense of accomplishment and camaraderie since it's an in-person yeah. class, you know, we've been so separated and even yes. in, in, in my business, which is a service industry business, when we deal with people, a lot of my hearings and a lot of my depositions and my trials, everything has been on Zoom. And although Zoom is a very effective communication tool, it's not a substitute for the real thing, which is in-person 
communication. So I always felt really good leaving the course because I felt like I accomplished something. So for those listeners out there that want to feel a sense of accomplishment, do yourself a favor, come down to Hotel Indigo in Gainesville, Florida. Tonight, it's every Tuesday at 6 6 o'clock till 9.30. 6 to 9.30, and uh, Bob's going to walk you right through, and you're going to feel welcomed. There's no, uh, it's a very, very friendly atmosphere, and they're going to make sure whether, no matter what you're, you, even if you don't even have a job, you can join the class oh, and gain yeah. a lot from it. A lot of people have come to that to network, learn how to network better. It's part of what happens. And we also have a group of graduate assistants that sometimes they get, uh, I try not to take them for granted, but sometimes they get overlooked. And we have uh, four, four graduate assistants in this class. Wow. Uh, our lead graduate assistant is Doreen Wiebe, who does a terrific job. Amazing. And yeah. then uh, Soli Schrack uh, is one of our graduates. Uh, Matthew Thompson from uh, West Fraser Lumber. And then Mary Norman is driving down from... Uh, from Lake City to be one of our graduate assistants. So there's a great group of people that'll support you. They're there. They're there all eight weeks for you. Absolutely. Even in between classes, answer questions, help you out. If you have a question about your homework or anything that is going on, they'll, they'll be there for you. Yeah, it really does. I think if you need that, if you're feeling down and you feel like you're in a rut, this is a great opportunity to get yourself uh, out of that rut and start feeling like you're making a positive change within yourself, which also helps your, your ability to serve other people. Uh, I know after the class was completed, I've been working with Bob one-on-one on leadership principles. And you know, the more I work with him, the more I learn that I am imperfect and I have a lot, to, a lot more to learn. But that's a good thing because that it allows us to strive to be better and we always have a sense of hope. And, and you grow. The fact is, is sometimes people get to a certain part in life. If you want to be, if your goal was to be an attorney, hey, I'm an attorney, and I'm going to sit here now tell everybody I'm an attorney. Well, it's what's the next level? Where are you going to next? How are you getting to that next level? And uh, I, I mean, Jeffrey, 50 years as a as mm-hmm. a lawyer, successful, hugely successful attorney here in town, and always trying to grow. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, he's, uh, dad's attending the course, uh, and he is absolutely excited about it. And it's a lot of time. I mean, it's, it's a lot of time, but it's worthwhile time because you're going to learn something every time you attend a class. And by the time the class is over, you're going to say, I wish it was two or three sessions long. Hey, I've got a seminar tomorrow morning at 8.15 in Sarasota, Florida, and I'm going to go to the class tonight from 6 to 9.30 and then get in my car, drive down to Sarasota, and I will be at that class at 8.15 tomorrow morning. I I got you beat, Dad, because I was running the Fort Lauderdale Meldon Law Office down in, in downtown Fort Lauderdale when I was attending the class in 2020, and I drove every week five hours to attend the Dale Carnegie class for eight consecutive weeks. And Bob will tell you, I didn't miss one class. There was a lot of people who missed classes. I didn't miss one the entire time from beginning to end. And you had fun doing it too. Tell tell me, Kerry, this is your your show. And I want to ask one of my graduates here, what... what was you, What is the principle that had the biggest impact on you? Well, it's funny you ask, Bob. I have, <laughs> I have this incredible book that you will get if you attend the Dale Carnegie class, but even if not, you can order it online. And it's the Dale Carnegie Golden Book. And I've kept this in my pocket uh, many days. You can see I've gone through it and I've highlighted uh, a lot of the principles and the keys in there. And I can tell you right now what from going through with Bob, you know, some of the things that I need to work on based upon the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is probably Dale Carnegie's most, most popular yep. book. Mm-hmm. It's sold numerous editions, probably, I don't know. Do you know how many editions it's sold? I have, I do I, not my know. guess would be close to 50 million or more. Yeah, I, I, would I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there was a, a few principles that I've been working on. Uh, number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Number two, smile. Bob always <laughs> says, smile. You need to smile more. And, and so I've been working on that because it does feel better to smile than frown. 
Uh, number seven, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Uh, number nine, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Number 10, the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. And I have trouble with that one because I'm a lawyer, so I always want to win. And that's one that I've always worked on. So those were the, out of the, the initial 30 principles, those were the one, two, three, four, five principles that we both agreed that were the ones I could work on. And there were some that I do well, and there's some that I do pretty well. So it's always a situation where no matter what, I do well or not well. I'm always working on, on all of the principles because uh, these 30 principles, if you can employ these in your business, I guarantee you you're going to be an A player and you're going to get raises, if not uh, achieve whatever goals you want to achieve. You know, it's interesting you talk about the principle of, you know, getting other people to talk when you're uh, meeting with them. I've met a lot of famous people in my, in my life, and, uh, you know, years ago I learned rather than ask them about, you know, the things that they do that everybody asks them, I'll ask them about, you know, how are your kids? You know, what's going on? You've been taking any vacations lately? What what have you been doing? And all of a sudden, uh, they open up, and they're much more likely to uh, have a meaningful conversation with you because uh, you're asking about something that most other people don't ask them about. And the first class is the first class tonight is awesome because you're going to learn a really important skill, which is how to remember other people's names. Yeah. Did you know every that everyone's favorite word or most people's favorite word is their own name? So if you can remember someone's name and be able to always know, you know how you met them and and how you remembered their name. It's a huge part of human relations. Incredible. Mm -hmm. yeah, Incredible. I, I went to a trial lawyer's uh, jury selection seminar some years ago, and uh, they taught us how to remember everybody's name uh, in the jury pool. Yes. And that uh, I would go down the line and, you know, Mrs. Uh, Smith, Mrs. Frank, Mrs. Jones, and and I had no notes or anything in front of me, and I uh, I had backup notes, so if I got uh, you know lost in my thoughts, I could go back to the podium. But I would generally move outside the podium and just talk to the jury, and that was a, a impactful a key skill. Yeah, I mean, how uncomfortable skill. is it when you don't remember someone's name that you know? It's a very or someone says, "Hey, Jeffrey, you don't remember their name." That's an uncomfortable feeling. So, you, so tonight's course, you can learn how to avoid that feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want to thank Bob Gansek for being with us. We've been talking about the principles of the Dale Carnegie course. It's something that uh, I'm excited about. Uh, I encourage everybody to look into. Uh, what are some uh, final thoughts you can share with our audience, Bob? Well, one thing that you said, Jeffrey, and that is that uh, I talked about them. Uh, a big part of what human relations is, we want to talk about ourselves. And when you can leave I out of it and talk about the other person, like you said, be a good listener, encourage them to talk about themselves, talk in terms of their interest, that makes a big difference because we want to talk about me. So we have uh, one, one minute left. Can you uh, once again explain to those listeners out there if they want to enroll in the course in Gainesville, how can they do that? Come out tonight, 6 o'clock, Hotel Indigo at Celebration Point. You can show up in person. I'll get you registered. Or you can go online and register at jacksonville.dalecarnegie.com. Find a course, click on Gainesville, boom, you're in. And, and like Jeffrey said, if you can't make it tonight, but you want to sign up today, I'll get you caught up if you miss this evening, and we'll get you enrolled for next week. Bob Ganzak, thank you for coming today. Dad, do you want to uh, issue any closing remarks? Yeah, I just, first of all, I want to thank Bob for everything he does to uh, help uh, build uh, competence and happiness within the community. And also remember to enter our uh, contest for two free tickets to the Gator uh, football game this Saturday against Tennessee at 7 o'clock, plus a $100 gift certificate to Spurs Gridiron Grill. Go to Melden Law Facebook page, and you'll also see uh, the contest for our volleyball. Uh, so this is a wrap for our uh, uh, adi this edition of Melden Law and Friends. We look forward to seeing you back next week, and thank you very much for watching and listening. <laughs>